So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. Folks, you know why we're here. It is a special slash very bittersweet day in Halloween Horror Nights history, and I don't even have to kind of do a lead here or bury it in any sort of way. We are here to talk about the official postponement, not cancellation, but postponement of Halloween Horror Nights 30. So, we've got a lot of thoughts, good and bad, about this. But before we go ahead and dive into that, let me go ahead and introduce my good friends, co-hosts, pallbearers, gravediggers, and other assorted people. Uh, First of all, what's going on, Shelby? I'm I'm in mourning. I'm in grief. uh, What's the first stage of grief? Denial? I'm in denial. denial. So, what's going on, Matt? Uh, not much. I joking aside, this is going to sound like a joke, but it's not. I realized earlier today this is our single, uh, technically instant reaction of the season, isn't it? And in, in a way, oh man, you're uh, you're really tugging at the heartstrings right here. I don't even want to acknowledge <laughs> that. I think I yeah, said back I mean, in March, have, I was. Yeah. I think it was the middle of March where we were doing like our top five scare zones. And I was like, uh, yeah, we'll be back with Halloween Horror Nights 30 announcements at the end of this month. And um, here we are um, in the the end of July with our first technical (laughs) announcement. So, yeah. Yeah. But what's going on, Quint? You doing good, bud? I'm doing fine. I mean... For me, I had already um, celebrated the the demise of my Halloween Horror Nights earlier. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big dude, and I've got you know a little high blood pressure going on. So without a COVID um, vaccine, there was no way I was going to HHN this year anyway. So I'd already kind of mourned my HHN, and now I'm just uh, drinking with the rest of you as y'all fall into my camp. Well, we are, uh, you, you'll probably out drink us, but we'll do our best or at least Shelby will. So what <laughs> I, Shelby, I believe that you're going to be able to out drink Quint by the end of this episode. So, oh, I highly doubt that <laughs> he just never ends. It's like three of me. <laughs> I was going to say I'm three of her, man. I can. <laughs> So let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Let's let's go ahead and one last time, at least on the show, read this press announcement that we received yesterday at around around eleven o'clock or so. And um, I, um, coincidentally enough, I was actually at the Universal Resort when this news dropped yesterday. Um, it was very strangely appropriate. I was I was there to see the tribute store. 
um, that, that was rumored to be opening and it didn't open um, yesterday. However, it, it should be opening soon and we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, getting the, the notification because my phone just exploded in my pocket. Thankfully, it's a new one, so the battery is okay. But the, the phone went off like a bomb in my pocket from so many people. And I think it was actually Orlando Informer who, who posted first. And um, just a couple minutes later, Halloween Horror Nights officially posted from their social media accounts that says, Universal Orlando Resort and Universal Studios Hollywood have made the difficult decision to not hold Halloween Horror Nights events this year. Universal Orlando Resort will be focusing exclusively on operating its theme parks for daytime guests using the enhanced health and safety procedures already in place. Universal Studios Hollywood continues to face ongoing business restrictions and uncertainty around its opening time frame. We know this decision will disappoint our fans and guests, and we are disappointed too. But we look forward to creating an amazing event in 2021. So... There it was all laid out. We've um, anybody that's been kind of involved in the community has heard rumblings for a little while that Hollywood, due to them being closed this entire time, were not most likely going to be having an event this season. And yesterday we finally got that announcement for not only Hollywood but the Orlando Resort as well. And this this was very sudden. Um, this is something that. As far as we could tell, things were full steam ahead as of last week, and then it just kind of like a bomb from the sky. Shelby, were you caught off guard when it, it finally broke yesterday? Not entirely. I was kind of caught off guard in the suddenness of it, but usually when we hear an announcement, us in the community kind of hear rumblings of it like weeks mm-hmm. beforehand. Um and this just came out of the blue and none of us were prepared, but I'm not shocked that it happened because Florida has just been chaotic when it comes to the COVID-19. So I'm not yeah. shocked, but the suddenness of the announcement was a little startling. And we'll, um, we'll kind of get into maybe a little, we don't do a ton of speculation here. However, I do think it's important to kind of discuss why this is for the best and, and possibly the different factors that they had going against them with the event this year. But I do want to read just because there's kind of an expanded version of this posting from Bill Davis, who's the president of the Universal Orlando Resort. And this was posted for the team members. And, um, it's I, I think it's important to read just because, you know, this is the first time that this has happened in the history of the event, at least on the East Coast. And it, it says, um, dear fellow team members, this year has played out in ways that none of us have expected. And we have had to make some difficult decisions under these unprecedented circumstances. I wanted to let you know about another difficult decision we are announcing today. Universal Orlando Resort will not hold our Halloween Horror Nights event this year and will be focusing exclusively on operating our theme parks for daytime guests using the enhanced health and safety procedures already in place. I know this news is disappointing, especially as this year we would be celebrating HHN's 30th anniversary. I am disappointed too, but this is the right decision for our guests and our team members. And then they repeat the news about Hollywood. I want to thank all of the teams for their hard work preparing for what it would have been this year's event. For so many of us, Halloween Horror Nights is a point of pride. Every fall, we get to experience what we are capable of when we put our creativity, operational know-how, teamwork, and ingenuity to the test. 
Over the past 30 years, the event has grown from its humble three-night beginnings to be named the world's best Halloween event for more than a decade running. Halloween Horror Nights is uniquely universal, and we improve on it every year. As you know, planning and development for Halloween Horror Nights is an ongoing process. We are truly fortunate to have team members put their blood, sweat, tears, and passion into Halloween Horror Nights, and I know how much our fans and guests look forward to seeing it come alive. I have every confidence that our team will adapt and direct their energies towards making Halloween Horror Nights 2021 the ultimate homecoming of horror. Until then, I know that our team members will remain dedicated to supporting each other and delivering unforgettable guest experiences every day. For this, I am beyond grateful. Thank you for your excuse me. Thank you for your understanding. Stay safe, Bill. And I think that's a pretty cool. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I like that they acknowledge that. Hey, like this. This was a big event year, and a lot of people are going to be a little bummed, but they're doing it for what is no doubt the right reasons. You know. Yeah. I'm just surprised he didn't sign off with his usual signature "peace out, bitches." So, be a pretty <laughs> serious moment for him. It's uh, it's very different than um, what you would expect the, the Disney press release, which is just "fuck <laughs> you, we've already got your money." Exactly. And, um, yes. Yeah. Enjoy the Mandalorian season two premiering, uh, you know, ASAP. But um, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, there's there's repeated information there as far as it's kind of the same release where it's, hey, you know, this is what's going on. But I like seeing that, you know, they are, like I said, so aware of, of how big this event year was. And yeah. um, so how are we feeling about this in particular as far as like, do we think that next year we we were pretty close to the kickoff of HHN 30? Do we think that next year is going to be this year, but kind of expanded on, or do you think it's going to be an all new event or where do you think they're headed with this Shelby? Um, I think they're going to start over completely, at least keep some of the ideas they had beforehand and maybe keep like a couple of the houses they've built and expand on them a little bit. Um, but I think they're going to start from the ground up and like have a whole new, uh, PR team and, uh, marketing, a whole new marketing scheme. Um, I think it's going to be completely different. I also think it's not going to be as big as we think it's going to be considering um, they've laid off a majority mm. of their team members um, in, on the creative side. So I think next year is going to be a lot different than what we had this year or we're going to have this year. Sure. Oh, well, I was going to ask you, Quint, so have you been keeping up with the speculation maps and everything like that that have been circulating, just kind of being a little hands-off with the event this year? Um, I, I have more than in the past, mostly because, I, like I said earlier, I knew that I wasn't going to this event, so spoilers wouldn't be spoilers. They would just be information I was consuming. Um, and so I was looking at the maps and stuff like that, and I think... Um, I agree a little bit with what Shelby's saying, but because of the creative layoffs and um, the amount of work that has gone into this year, I really do think they're going to keep a lot of what's gone into this year. I do think that negotiations are going to have to happen with IPs and IPs may be juggled around because of relevancy and that kind of thing. So those, those changes I fully expect to happen over the next year. Um, however, 
anything that was that was internal IP or you know the the Bride of Frankenstein stuff that we we kind of know about now and that kind of stuff. I think I think that's all on the slate for next year. Um, whether they tear down and rebuild, that's I'm sure that that the sound stages at least probably have to come down in some way because they use those sound stages for other things. But yeah. you know, there's there's no way that they can't keep the sprung tents, wrap them in some plastic, and and you know go go through with a duster next year to to spruce them up, coat of paint, whatever they need to do. Um, so I think it's going to be kind of a combination of of those two things, it's like keep keeping a lot of the original IP, keeping a lot of the that stuff because they don't have the creative to work on it, and because there isn't, you know, um, th- there is so much uncertainty, and then renegotiating with IPs if they need to, and if that falls through, then developing the new stuff, focusing their development effort there. Yeah, yeah, I could see uh, with the exception of the sound stages, I actually think things like the the tent houses being all originals probably have the highest likelihood of returning, but I could also see them really, if if we're going off the speculation map, you know, one that has circulated for a very long time now was that classic horror movie IP that they do every single year. And this year it was supposedly uh, Beetlejuice. I feel like given the relationship with universal, and particularly Beetlejuice, that one is probably safe and will probably return because I can still see it um, serving as a, a headliner or a second headliner in the same vein as something like Ghostbusters or Poltergeist. Um, but beyond yeah. that, I actually think there's um, there's not a lot about this event that I would say, looking at the speculation that was overtly time sensitive, there are some things that are going to be more relevant this year than they would be any other year. It, for instance, it's the same reason they did Halloween four the same mm-hmm. year that Halloween 2018 released. You want to have that synergy, but I'm looking at this map again. I am still really, I'm still really about this lineup. And honestly, if it does return, yeah, it kind of takes away the, the initial hype period as far as like, Ooh, you know, what's coming this year because it's all new things every single year. But if that's the case, like I, I was pretty good with this lineup and uh, I'd be excited to see it return next year. No, what were you saying, Quint? So I was just, I was just like, you know, there, there, there are a few things like, uh, who knows, who knows what happens with things like the Billie Eilish stuff, right? Like, um, is she still going to be culturally relevant next year? Is, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, is she going to get wrapped that, up in one of these ridiculous celebrity scandals? I don't want to distance right. it from her. There's so many things that can happen in, th- in exactly. a year. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, the IPs that they have deals with were for this year. And I don't think those deals retroactively just roll over to the next year. Those have to be all worked out again. And, you know, with those kind of contracts, anything and everything can go wrong and fall through. So those things, I agree, are totally up in the air. But yeah, th- those original IP stuff, I think that stuff, I mean, what was slated to go in Shrek? Shrek Eilish. was the Eilish house. Okay. So, because uh, that's the only one that I could think of where it's like, you know, they might have to tear down, gut it, mm. and and rethink it. But if that's already the Eilish house, then yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to say. And I mean, this is, is again, it's all purely speculation. Yeah. But um, I, I just don't think that they would want to throw out all of that creativity that they've already done. And yeah. I don't think they'd want to not reuse that, uh, you know, just just. Because out of respect, first of all, for the people that put all that time and effort into it, and 
Yeah. Okay. So everybody knows the name and everybody knows the theme, but nobody, nobody's been through it. Nobody yeah. actually knows what the hell is going on with it. So yeah. it's still going to be fresh. It's still going to be new. It's still going to be amazing. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I fully expect to see, uh, at least 50%, you know, reuse this in the next year. Sorry. I have a question for all of you guys though. Um, if the event was strictly originals, no IPs, do you think the event still would have happened this year? Um, so that that's very interesting because uh, okay. let me find the qualifier. Do you mean the event, like uh, the IPs we know of meaning only half the, yeah. well, lesson has to have. Okay. Yeah. Um, like only the original houses happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No IPs, no Hill house, nothing. Do you think it still would have gone on because there was no weird tie in to IPs that were wary about the coronavirus? There's been a little bit of discussion. Um, I believe it was HHN rumors that I saw publicly discussing, uh, excuse me, discussing it. And that was, uh, I think it was a, a day or two before all this happened that certain IP holders were getting very shaky about being mm. associated with the event. And I think that's, that's rightfully so. You know, whenever yeah. Yeah. there is something like this, especially when it comes to public health, you want to protect your brand and you don't want that brand associated with something that could tarnish a public viewpoint of that, especially when you're talking about the uh, a media presentation. Um, I, I will say just because it's just because it's out there, this is because uh, ju- just because it's publicly out there. Um, the, the one that uh, they specifically name dropped was Netflix was getting antsy. And, you know, this is a relationship that, Universal and the creative team have had for two years now with Stranger Things and want to maintain, you know, Netflix as a powerhouse when it comes to entertainment. I'm sure that they want to hold on to that relationship. And um, the, the night before all this happened, I started to receive some news that people were getting very shaky and were pulling out of the event. And mm-hmm. I do think that IPs suddenly, IPs that were considered headliner are very important to the event suddenly being removed would cause something like this to happen. I I think it was one of the dominoes to fall. I don't think it knocked them all over, but I feel like it was just enough of a push where they're like, Hey, we can't do this. Yeah. I've always said at least to, I mean, you guys, I've been very quiet on the whole thing, mainly because I never knew. And even Hunter and I actually had a very quick back and forth before the ball dropped with what we understood was going to happen. Even up till then, I never knew. So it's like, I didn't want to say there was nothing to say is what it came down to. I always thought mm-hmm. though, that if it was going to be canceled, it wasn't going to be necessarily universal, just outright canceling it. There's going to be several factors because logically who is sitting around at universal saying, what can we do to not have our most profitable time of the year happen? They're trying to, yeah. To twist and turn, th- not twist and turn, that makes it sound divas. They're tr- trying to work on methods and practices and presentations in order to make it happen the whole time. And I think right. in the end, uh, I don't think it's a big secret that it's, uh, I don't know, you know and if that's even worth the prefacing. I don't think it was like them saying, we just can't have it. It's a bunch, like um, Hunter said it perfectly, a bunch of dominoes fell and it just makes it uh, uh, almost impossible to have if not completely impossible to have so it's right. it's obviously they were trying to do everything they could to have it they certainly need the money we all know oh, about yeah. the layoffs that just happened but it's just it's such it's a sucky fucking year is what it comes down to 
if you know anything about Universal or and, and Horror Nights in general, you know it's the most yes. profitable event of the yeah. year. Of, well, every year, like there was like a number out there someone put out like Horror Nights makes fifty percent, if not more than fifty percent, of the year's profits the whole year. Yeah. It's just it's so much, and it's and obviously because it's a fantastic event, we wouldn't have this podcast. Exactly. Yes. But, yeah. um, we wouldn't know each other. Well, me and Quinn would, but <laughs> the four of us collectively would have never met. I mean, it's, um, it means it means a lot, and that's something that's probably going to be repeated in this. It means a lot for more than just going out and getting drunk and having fun in the end yeah. for a lot of people, and us included. Yeah. Like Matt was saying, lots of loopholes to jump through to yep. for yeah. them to make the final decision. Well, I feel like it came down to a bunch of things. Um, I, just kind of rattling things off. Like we, we talked about possibly things having to be pulled out of the event, but also, um, to be honest, I just, I think they saw that the, not only that, but the money wasn't there. Um, because if you're talking about holding an event like this with a 75% reduced capacity, mm-hmm. um, the event is not only expensive to build, it is expensive to run. Now, yeah. granted, Universal, yeah. when they are operating full steam ahead during the month of October and even September now, um, you know, they are making money hand over fist, but it's still very expensive to run. There were mm-hmm. rumors about this year being a dry event to kind of help yeah. maintain social distancing um, throughout the queues and in the streets. Um, Which is, that's, other- that's, a, that's another huge compromise financially, too, because they're... I mean, who who doesn't know that their alcohol overhead is is like their biggest profit margin yeah. or not overhead? Yeah. I'm sorry, their profit margin. That's their biggest profit margin. You're, you're telling me twenty ounces of Duff Light cost them twelve dollars or somewhere for a large percentage of twelve dollars to produce? No, I mean that's that's a huge. That was a huge compromise if they ended up doing that. Yeah. So you're talking reduced capacity. You're yep. talking about um, alcohol sales being heavily restricted or completely stopped for the year. Um, Don't forget about now, our UK people. Yeah, you're you're talking about well, the unfortunate, uh, well, fortunate in a lot of ways, but you're talking about people that love this event that live overseas or in another country that were not being able to attend the event this year. And they, hell, to be perfectly honest, they spent a lot more than us that dropped $200 yeah, for right. a frequent fear pass at the beginning of the event. They're paying for yeah. hotels, they're paying for tickets, um, food, drink, all throughout that, They're, and yeah, if you exactly were, eating a lot on property, which is a huge revenue for them for Universal. Yep. Exactly, yeah, well, it's it's a lot on property, a lot off property. There, yep. There's other um, yep. businesses here that are going to really suffer because of Halloween Horror Nights being canceled as well. I mean, let's correct. let's be let's be honest. Like, not everybody stays at Cabana Bay or you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. There, there's a lot of hotels that are going to lose bank on this. There's a lot of food outside food venues, dinner breakfasts, lunches, all that kind of stuff for people who are like not going all day. They're, they're there for Halloween Horror Nights or whatever. There's there's just so many people that are going to lose out on Halloween Horror Nights being closed this year. But even all that said, I still think that it's the right thing. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's it's going to be tough. Um, it's going to be really tough. But, I, yeah, what else are you going to do? We can talk more about why it was the right thing to do, but I think more importantly, we should talk about why this is the the best decision. Besides only public safety, I do believe that this is something where there were no doubts if the event were to have ran, it would have been a severely cutback event from 
how it was originally designed or, or is has been executed the last 29 years, you know, whether you are talking about there were there was a lot of speculation and just um, honestly, not even speculation. I feel like it was just something that had to be done. You were going to have to put scare actors behind plastic boxes like plexiglass mm. in the houses. You were going to have to uh, obliterate water effects and things like SIF that are yeah. so you're you're losing out on fog. You're losing out on SIF, which some people were like, yeah, get rid of the SIF. But you know, um, those those things like um, what would you call them? Just kind of like the flaps before you go into the other rooms are, are so important for like yeah. tone setting for a lot of yeah. scares. Otherwise, you're just going from scene to scene. So you're talking about removing those things. You're you're setting back scare actors from a distance, which a lot of people were like, okay, we'll set them back six feet. It's like, do you know how tight these houses are? Like, there's really not six feet for them to back yeah. up. They've got a little corner. I heard a rumor that they were going to utilize a lot of puppetry and those like motion activated animatronics mm-hmm. where they replaced the, the scare actor. And that's, I guess that gives them the ability to like get closer to a guest, but it's also, it takes that element out of it. So it's also yeah kind of depressing in that way. And yeah. when you look at it, like uh, there was also a rumor where like there was going to be no one in the streets. It was just going to yep. be stages. So do you really want to celebrate the 30th anniversary of your favorite event in this way? Mm -hmm. You spend 90% of your event night in the streets one way or another. Um, Whether that is you grabbing food, being in the streets, whether you're grabbing a drink in the street. Um, By removing scare zones, you are really losing something that is integral to the event and something that... Um, so you could say this was their plan. Their plan was for you to show up, do the houses, and go the hell home. They didn't want you sticking around to to do to be in the streets, right? They they wanted to maintain that capacity limit. Um, but scare zones are so integral to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I heard about like the the way they were going to pulse people, the way that they, you know, they were going to do like a reservation system possibly where you show up at a time and you almost do an RIP tours through through the houses and pulsed and then, you know, get the fuck out and go home and let someone else in. It, it was like that's not what I want to do for I, I didn't even want to see that for the 30th anniversary of of this kind of an event, right? Like mm-hmm. it just no matter what they were trying to do, it would have been a disservice to the event, mm. yeah. in my opinion. To have and the I event. Think that would have been more damaging to the brand than it would have been, and the event in the future, than, than shutting it down for one year and, and, you know, taking that hit. To have the event would have been very much a compromise. But something that Matt and I had discussed several times is so, what are they doing for the locals this year? Do I need to buy this buy one get one ticket because mm-hmm. I'm only going to see the event two nights this year, or am I going to be able to buy a free, uh, frequent fear pass? And yeah, we being perfectly we honest, discussed- oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say before you jumped in here, being perfectly honest, I don't know if Universal knew that themselves <laughs> at this point. To be perfectly honest, yeah. um, I think no. that they had no idea how they were going to. So if I'm a frequent fear pass holder, are you going to make me, I have two nights a week that I can reserve in advance. Those are the nights I can come up or do I have to be there first thing in the afternoon to hold my spot because they've got a little ticket counter that says, okay, once you hit, 
a thousand frequent fear passes. No one else could come in. Like there's so many different things. Like how would you even do that this year? And to celebrate something like the 30th anniversary where you'd want to be there pretty often, um, it'd be a big disservice. Mm -hmm. Last time you and I talked, I pretty much decided, assuming everything that we going with a lot of assumptions, I should say that's like, I think the only thing that's going to make sure I have a couple good nights is like, I'm, I'm not even really going to worry about the frequent fear pass. Maybe I, we didn't know at the time, but I was like, I decided that that I was going to get a RIP tour, assuming they had them in the first week and then maybe one midweek and then one for the last night. Cause that seemed like the only thing that was going to guarantee me to get in and to get all the houses because it didn't even sound like there's a, well, I should say there was a possibility that it sound like that even with a frequent fear with an express pass, there was still going to be a rush to the gate to get there in time or to get online and make the reservation. It's, you know, it just, it already started to wear me out and we weren't anywhere near September. You know what I mean? It just yeah. was not looking like a, a fun experience to get to do what that should be something I walk in and just that's, do. Yeah. That's the key thing. Even if the event ran this year, would you have clear enough of a conscience without constantly worrying about some factor or another to fully enjoy the event? And I feel like anybody that you ask that answer would be no. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of what what all of these rumors came out as. Like these are these are things that were spitballing as to how can they do this? How can they do this event? How can they keep this thing going? And every answer they had was like, well, that just sucks. And and then, you know, I'm pretty sure early on they had written off most of the international audience, right? Like even most of the the out of state audience had had sort of been written off by you know, at least later into yeah. the, the planning stuff. And they're just like, okay, what do we do for the locals? And what do we do for the folks that are going to come over and spend money every night of the event? And how do we do that? And even those answers were like, well, all this is going to do is piss off the locals. They're, they're ne- nobody's going to be happy with this yeah. stuff. And this is what we have to do in order to keep people even close to safe. And they're like, yeah, that, I mean, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place with all that. Every time mm-hmm. I would hear like oh they're taking scare actors away from here or oh they're gonna put ple- like plexiglass or, or there's no alcohol every time they would say like they're taking something away or adding something i'd go well at this point i just wanted to cancel i don't want it anymore <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and, and i think that's that's really what it boiled down to it's like we we they can't do it so don't i don't want scraps yeah, yeah. Right. Night scraps. <laughs> Here's been my biggest problem with it from from like not with Halloween Horror Nights, but with the uh, as things got worse in Florida. Here's my biggest thing. And Hunter, if you if you have this as a talking point, feel free to cut me off, and we'll no go on get ahead. to that. Um, whenever you are going to uh, do something like this, where it's reliant on people following some very specific rules, that's mm-hmm. where you're asking for trouble. Yeah. Because we've seen, and there's there's really one rule, uh, well, I should say one golden rule at Halloween Horror Nights. It's don't fuck with characters. And how many people break that one rule without another laundry list of rules? Like the social distancing inside the house, once you're past that first gate, it doesn't matter how many people they put in there in black shirts telling, sc- screaming constantly and distracting you to stay six feet apart. You're going to have people on top of other people. You're going to get that drunk guy that rolls around and plows through the line and does something stupid because he thinks it's funny and God knows what he's actually doing to, to make it bad. That's always been my problem. It's way too reliant on people 
following rule and anything they could possibly do is way too reliant on people following rules and we it's just not even happening no. in everyday circumstances around the country right now so Have i could not imagine Spire Nights doing it no one follows the rules even yeah, in the right. park nowadays it's yep. can you imagine during horror nights <laughs> there was one thing that i was kind of looking forward to and that was to have the team members inside the houses actually slowing me down rather than trying to <laughs> speed me up. You have a good point. <laughs> you have like a really valid scary, point. Like that would have been kind of a refreshing experience, but uh, not worth catching COVID for. And that's the one thing of all the arguments online, which there have been numerous, and that's something I want to talk about. There have been very... <laughs> People, people have died on hills of, of what was going to happen or what should happen. But I don't, re- I don't recall. And maybe again, maybe I have finally fine tuned my feed. Not one person said, ever said, it'll be fine because everyone follows rules. No one has ever said that in any <laughs> of their arguments. Well, you know, you've gone ahead and brought it up. Um, I, I just wanted to throw this in here. You know, Quint, you're talking about. Um, Slow down in the houses. I, I saw a tweet the other day. It was it was about Muppet Vision 3D. Yes, apparently there's this a section great. where yeah, Scooter was like, "Everybody, please move to as close to the front as possible." And the cast members like, "Please don't do that. He's lying." And um, <laughs> I, just, I just think that's great. But um, Matt, you brought up a very good point. This year, more so than any other, unfortunately, you know, this is an event, and and I think there's something to be said here too. People. Halloween Horror Nights is the only haunt event in the world that starts promoting as early as it does. Like yeah. we got a haunt, we got an HHN announcement technically the day after Halloween Horror Nights 29 ended as far as here's the dates for 30. Oh, and right, then yeah. um, in the past couple of years, thanks to my good friend Gary Pounds with his um, timesheet here, <laughs> um, we, we know that March has been kind of the kickoff date for a lot of these announcements. And I think there's something to be said as far as with them not having this amount of lead time to do announcements, people aren't as excited as they would normally be. Mm-hmm. You have, I do think they did the right thing for the record. We've mentioned yes, it several I times. Yep. I think that ultimately if they were to have started announcements at the end of March, and then they got up to July 24th and said, you know what guys, everything that's announced it's over. I think that would have been so much worse. And yeah. Oh, yeah. everything that you announced up to that point, you could bring it back next year and lose out on that, that initial hype. Or you kind of, you, you shot the gun too early and you couldn't bring it back because yeah. either licensing yeah. issues or people just weren't excited for it anymore. It's like there's, there's so few of us that actually pay attention to the um, the rumors and the the cheat the the cheat maps and all that stuff. So few of us. It's when they actually formally announce things. That's when the general public starts to get hyped up, and that's yeah. when they start to to really clamp onto this this event. Without doing that, there is most of the people that go to Halloween Horror Nights, even the ones that are in the Orlando area, even the ones like. Unless you're diehard, you haven't seen speculation maps. You haven't seen the rumors. You haven't done any of that. That that's just the nerds like us that do sure. that. The the rest of these guys are still going to be surprised next year when they announce stuff. 
True. Yeah, we're, we're the people at work that are like, oh, my God, guys, it's February. You, you're not going to believe what I heard's coming to the event this year. And uh, right. they're like, Hunter, please just shut the fuck up. Nobody gives a shit about your shitty Halloween event in the middle of February. That's then, me saying that to him in February. March, I let him talk, but February, even brother, I don't want to hear it. The gag's a little tighter than normal after quarantine. My little brother who doesn't talk to me like at all because he's like an introvert like i am he texts me yesterday and he's like so horror nights is canceled huh <laughs> like, he lives all the way in oregon and he found out about it i'm like well thank you for your uh your I, support today it's funny you say thanks that for, i got i got poking the open wound i got no less than three messages from out of staters who one no one has been to horror nights uh the other two have not they just know my love for it telling me today but the funny part about it was they were telling it to me like they were breaking news. I'm like, how would you think I don't know this? <laughs> it was ground zero for it. 24 yeah. hours later. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's tough. I think I was telling Shelby before we started recording, like, I feel like right now we're all like, this is the best thing. And Matt, you even mm-hmm. said this yesterday as a community. We basically all got together and we're like. Yes, we're going to be sad, but this is for the best, for the event, for for public safety, for everybody. But I feel like come September, like we're all going to be nearby Universal and we're just going to be like, oh, shit. Like, what am I supposed to do with these two free months that I've suddenly got? (laughs) Well, think Um, of it this way. What are you supposed to do with all this money you are going to not (laughs) think? I think Screamageddon's open. (laughs) Well, hmm. I want to I want to harken back to something Hunter said before we move on. You you had talk about Universal making the right decision and not announcing something. And I think something that um, prompted me to that I noticed, and I and actually I, I tweeted this, and then like five minutes later, I was like, I should take that down. I, I don't know if that sounds if it's coming out the way I should, but people responded very positively to it, so it's still there. I said I'm seeing a lot more understanding and positivity, and what I meant was support about the cancellation more than I expected. And I'll be completely honest about that. It's great to see that this is truly a good community. And in the end, when we, even in the end, when we all, all don't see eye to eye, I think a lot of the, the kind of reaction we got is, is due in a, a, a measurable amount to universal, not having already promised us something and then yeah. having to take it away. Cause I think if they yeah, would have no let us there. believe, I know people, people have made the argument or made the point that, well, when we've asked them, they said it's happening. I'm like, well, they said they're still planning to have it or some sort of phrasing like that. They never said, don't worry, sit back. Everything's fine. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? They never over promised anything. And I think that has a lot to do with the reaction that went on yesterday. We are continuing to follow CDC guidelines. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. If they had announced something, and then taking it away, it would have been like some guy waving an ice cream cone in your face and then smashing it into the ground. And like, <laughs> you want this? Too bad. <laughs> that actually happened the other day when I went to Matt's house, and it really it was. It was, yeah. Him and uh, again, Hunter and I were we were on odds of what was going to happen. So I had to wave an ice cream cone in his face and then throw it on the ground because I was so mad <laughs> about that conversation. That's exactly what happened. Then he locked the door on me. <laughs> it's better than what Matt does to me. He waves a beer in front of my face and then pours it down the sink. <laughs> my throat, the sink, you know, what tomato, you tomato. That peanut butter. Um, so, <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I think you're totally onto something there, Matt. But um, I, I think even deep down, we everybody knew, even the biggest proponents of yes. the event yes. should run, knew that the event would not be running to its full capacity if it did run. And I think that's where the understanding comes from. 
I yeah. will say this yeah. as well, just because you were kind of alluding to it. I think right now is the best time to announce something like this too, because we are not two weeks from the event. If you yeah, did that, yeah. there would be an even bigger fallout. Yeah. I think that honestly, I feel like almost the ticketing, um, the, the BOGO ending was kind of a gauge for them. I, I think that maybe they went and looked and said, Hey, like, we just haven't sold the amount of tickets that we need to be financially profitable. And I think that was, if you're talking IP dropout, you're talking about maybe local county restrictions, you're talking about ticket sales. Once again, I definitely think it was a domino effect and everything just kind of toppled. And they're like, well, there's no sense in continuing to build a bio reconstruct just posted a picture the same day yesterday of the facade construction that was going Mm -hmm. on in front of tent number one. And, um, before they spent more money developing the houses, before they put up all these facades, before more people bought vacation and ticket packages, before they sold passes, now was the time to do it. And um, yeah, yeah it, because Matt, what, was it you and I that were talking? And we were like, yeah, they'll they'll cancel it on uh, September 9th. There was, um, yeah, uh, I got wind of something that there was a there was a September 9th cancellation contingency plan. Now, how true that was, I don't know, but, but it's, it's literally like, pushed the red button. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me thinks there's still people out there that are in full denial. And are oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. Oh, it's going to yeah. come back because we're going to get a vaccine and everybody's going to be okay. Or there's just anti you know, maskers, which sounds like anti-vaxxers, but they're probably the don't, same person. Don't even get uh, s- out there. Anti-maskers is a conversation that we could have a five-hour special on. With my opinion <laughs> yeah. right now. Yes. Is, um, look forward yeah. to that house next year, along with the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, uh, the, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I just feel like there's a, probably a lot of people who are in denial about it still, and a lot of people who were probably arguing uh, in these groups and stuff. Um. And also in denial about like the rules. There's something Hunter said early on when this was even a, a, like just a discussion point of a possibility of being canceled that you said that kind of served as a warning. I don't know if you meant it to or not, but it's when you said it, it made me think, and I and it was something I told a lot of other people. One of the arguments that it was going to happen no matter what, even if a giant comet hit mm-hmm. the Earth, it was still going to happen because they're still constructing things and yeah. you had said early on it's like well of course they are because they have to keep working like they are because if they stop now and then a vaccine is released into the atmosphere and everyone's cured on september That's 9th okay. what the what the hell are they gonna do you know right. they, they can't build yeah. the event overnight so of course they had to keep moving forward like there was going to be a way to have this and i thought that was a very potent warning and i i don't know again if you meant it or not but it was a great no no i, I a, yeah a, a detail to share when i would get into seemingly heated conversations that was an essential thing to bring up because i feel like too many people did not realize that the amount of work, I I feel like people know, but like they don't realize that these things start coming together. Like they started putting stuff up for the houses in January. Like that's how far in advance we're talking about them starting construction for their event that starts eight months later. Drawing and writing back in like August of last year. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Oh yeah. They get that stuff started. Oh yeah. 
that that is what makes me believe to be perfectly honest with the exception now i do think so let's just i mean if we're we're breaking down the sound stages the stuff that was rumored to be in the sound stages was the the icon's house the texas chainsaw massacre uh bedtime stories which was the two fairy and what was the last one no beetlejuice was in the parade building oh shoot you're right um oh gosh i don't remember Icons, Texas. It was like two houses in two different sound stages from what I heard. They yeah. were combining. Texas, Icons. Allegedly, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, either way, it was it was one of those things where, I mean, Texas Chainsaw, um, I, I'm sure they've, they've still got a lot of stuff left from what they did before. Um, and Icons would have been the only one I think that they would have had to, you know, they would have wanted to rebuild for, for HHN 30. Um, the other ones could have been, could have been rebuilt, could have been repopulated the same way they were, or they could have been wiped and done something else with. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Um, okay. So the four sound stage houses were the bride of Frankenstein, the Texas chainsaw Uh massacre, uh, bedtime stories slash the two fairy and horror nights icons. So with those four sound stages are such a weird thing because they are active production facilities. They are rented by the company to build these houses during that time period. So the thing is, are those houses coming down or are those houses going to be rebuilt? The thing is, unfortunately that's not, universal space and that's really i mean it is universal space but that is a means of income that they are completely closing themselves off to if they don't tear down these houses and that's so sad there's also another uh technicality to it too it's like when does the permit for that particular structure run out they might not be able Mm -hmm. to keep any of these up technically but also Mm -hmm. is anybody really filming anything right now there's that that's a good point that That was what i was just gonna make up too is like nobody's actually recording filming when doing any of that stuff on these sound stages so they can keep those around until you know uh, until we get the vaccine or um something like that happens and then people start clamoring for that space because that's going to happen like bam uh every recording studio every uh, sound studio every everything that films anything is going to be immediately in demand as soon as we have something like a vaccine or something like that Uh, because you know they're running out of content and these machines want to start turning so if that happens early spring they're going to demolish whatever's in there just to rent that space as because it's going to be premium cash for them and since they don't have the event this year that's cash influx they're going to really need yeah Yeah, i I see that and i could also say that maybe there's something to be said as far as which one's going to make more money? The awaited right. return of Halloween Horror Nights in 2021, where they can leave these houses up and then make all that money back because they don't have to build anything again. Um, maybe they can just plus what's there. Or is it going to be more financially beneficial to tear that down and then put something else there? That's the thing. That's what's I, I think- so I think the one word we're throwing around that that might not be accurate in this case is like a form of demolish or tearing down. I, I actually think, and this is and hell, Quint's worked with enough startups. I've worked with enough small companies that I I, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to for stuff that they know they can bring back. I don't. I think they're going to approach 
dismantling these houses in a very different way and oh, yeah. be able to pull things out whole, categorize them, store them so that they can put them back as easily as easily as possible without having to create yep. anything new. So I think the disassembling of the houses is going to be new territory for them this season. Yeah. And, and I agree. And this is not tense. What's yeah, that? I think the tents are fine. Yes, uh, yeah. The, tents, the tents they just just a little extra plastic wrap and that stuff will be preserved for well that'll that'll last through the the next few hurricanes, and no problem. Maybe. I like to think they're all coming in with them like vacuum seal bags and they've got like their Dyson at the ready. I'm sure they could keep up the second parade building too. Cause that parade building, the big one, that, that parade building's huge. They could keep that thing in there. For a Halloween aesthetic, it may be fine to let the dust lay until we find out that COVID <laughs> is completely transmitted through dust next or some shit. Who oh knows what's going to happen after that? It's just, I've read the Andromeda strain, Matt. You're scaring me. No. Um, <laughs> no the Andromeda strain though. was a was an alien crystal life form. Come on, man. Do you That's think a completely different thing. With and no- what do you think COVID actually is? Oh, shit. I didn't think of that. No. You're right. <laughs> Uh, is, there, is there a guy that drinks Derno and a screaming baby that we need to study from now till next Halloween? I don't know, but I'm, I wouldn't doubt it if, if COVID is actually, you know, an alien infestation trying to wipe us off the planet so they can terraform. I'm just saying. I was trying to make a question, and you guys are talking about aliens. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got to get on my, my, my conspiracy soapbox whenever I can. Just got to do it. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Anyway, um, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh, right, you uh, forgot the question. I love it. That's the best comeback. If COVID is gone by next year, let's say it's completely gone. Everybody has a vaccine. Everybody's good. Um, do you think the event will be longer and bigger than they had planned for this year? I think that fully depends on how well the resort as a whole recovers in the next yep, few months. That, yeah. that was, I was going to say the exact same thing. It's that's a financial thing. If they can afford to do that, if they can weigh their, their um, predicted profitability against what it's going to cost to operate. Yes. If not, it might actually in some ways be smaller. I don't think it's going to be smaller in length, but it might. We might go through going. There's something a little off about all this, and yeah, the, and the corners might be cut fine enough that we never put our finger on it. But it could be we'll one see. of those things where, if they do leave, let's say most of these houses up, or if the the reconstruct or whatever, we see some of these IPs get turned into original houses. <laughs> so the yeah. cut houses. Um, I mean, here's the haunting of Hill House. Maybe that turns into the YN dot estate or like a oh, second version say, of that or, uh, or actually there's for some inexplicable reason, there's three purge houses <laughs> somewhere along the lines. Yeah. I, I yeah, think I'm what I was right now, what, are you kidding me? What's that? Well, <laughs> so I mean, it's also, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Can you see it's also going to depend. Yeah. It's also going to depend on whether they can get, you know, their creative staff back or some creative staff back because, you know, uh, right now um, I really think they're going to rely as much as possible on what's already there and what the event is already planned to be for right. this year. Um, just because uh, rehiring creative staff, if they can get some of the, the originals back, great. They, they can just kind of step into the job running. But if you, if you don't, and and you know, plenty of them might be pissed off. 
you're talking about people who are coming into this new okay. and you know, they, they, they'll they hire people for lower salaries. Yes, you, that's what it was. Exactly. That's what's going to happen, unfortunately. And, and so I think right there, if they do expand this, the quality will suffer. Mm. So something I want to let out, I guess this is as good of a place as any. Um, my good friend Drew from Inside Universal said it perfectly earlier where he's like, can we please stop calling next year HHN 31? <laughs> next year is HHN 30 because there are yeah. 30 event years. So it's we're not we're not pulling in the, an iPhone. We're not going from nine to the <laughs> X or excuse me, from the eight to the X. Like next year is going to be 30. So I feel like your anniversary houses that we've mentioned. Yeah make just as much sense next year as they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, sequels, sequels aren't yearly and they have twos and threes and fours after them. I have no problem with calling it 30 next year. I don't know why anyone yeah. would. Yeah. No, it is 30 next year, right? Like, yeah. right. like we don't skip a number just cause we skip a year. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Hollywood's going to be 2021 because they do yearly. And then, here's going to be 30. It is going to be a little weird because like for the first time ever, we've got not right event years with actual years. Yeah. (laughs) They were, but we also called it fright nights the first year. That's the one thing. No one's acknowledging (laughs) name between two years. There are people confused about like, wait, it was in 91. Why is it the 30th year? I'm like, I had to explain to people like, it's the anniversary year. It's not like a birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Completely. And then I, I usually tell people count off the years in your finger on your fingers. And then I have to go use your thumbs too. And then we'll see. <laughs> HHN 25 was my first year. This was going to be my sixth event year. You follow. So yeah. I- anyways. Nope. You lost uh, me. Okay. <laughs> So what was 1990 like? Because that's what's on the shirt. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Use your thumbs. Um, So here, let's talk about what we do have to look forward to, or at least what we think we might have to look forward to at Universal during the Halloween season, even though Halloween Horror Nights is not running. Um, First thing first. (laughs) First things first, the tribute store is still opening. Um, that is not a rumor. That is a fact. Universal has officially confirmed that. And there is speculation that that is going to stay open at least the entire run of the event, as that would make sense. But it could quite possibly just be a tribute to the event and stay open for all the way until next year. And if that's the case, so, so be it. Yeah. I have a question about that, though. Um, are they going to remove like like let's say they they are planning on using um, uh, mazes and stuff from this year and next year? Are they going to like remove spoilers from the store? Well, spoiler items. Okay, this is all hearsay rumor. The yeah. first rooms you go into in the tribute store have no spoilers because there were no announcements. They planned ahead of time, making mm. sure uh, there were no spoilers. So it's going to be themed just to HHN as the event um, or universal owned stuff and anything that is possibly IP related because last year there were three rooms. Who knows what there is this year, but let's say that they open two of those rooms and then next year they open the back one, two or three rooms, whatever it might be. Right. So it it works out. That's interesting. Uh, nope. No, I was just cur- I was kind of curious because I, I was just thinking, well, crap, I've got shit 
in my closet that is like, well, that that's big spoilers on my shirts. And so, yeah. Universal. Um, I know you're listening to this, or at least one of y'all are. Here's here's my free idea for you, okay? Every two weeks, you release one of the event year shirts. You've already done a bunch of them. So all you've got to do every single event year, release a new one every two weeks up until HHN 30 next year. And pay Hunter for that idea. <laughs> Correct. Pay me for that, even though I didn't design it or anything. Just, Just pay him in t-shirts and he'll be fine. Send this me a t-shirt. True. I'm good with that. But you do you do Fright Night, then you do Halloween Horror Nights, Halloween Horror Nights 2, all the way up through 29. Put some new prints out for those years. You're going to make money, baby. And I know you want it. I know them t-shirts don't cost $30 to print, baby. No. So go ahead. Take that idea. Use it. Run with it. Bless you. I love you. <laughs> I might actually have to spend some money. Damn. <laughs> well, that's exactly it. If you're getting people to return every two weeks for a limited time print of each event year, I feel like that's the way to do it, right? I should send any. I pay more for t-shirts than, than prints, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone will have the full collection. And at the end, when HHN 30 actually happens, I've, I've heard a rumor that Jack the Clown will stamp your passport <laughs> like you're a little kid at World Showcase at Epcot Center. And he's like, you did great, you little maniac. And, and it's um, really blood. <laughs> yes, it's, it's <laughs> poor Jessica. Um, <laughs> she's Amanda. all these years later. And she, oh, that's right. Amanda. Damn it. She's still getting drained all these years later. Hunter's canceled for that. <laughs> oh, for yeah, I should be. <laughs> so, you know, besides the tribute store, which we do have to look forward to, serious question. Do you think that there is a possibility that Beetlejuice, I feel like that's the most likely one. Do you think maybe that becomes like an upcharge house for this year? Oh, God. Huh? No. Hmm. Oh, no, um, no, no, no. You no. mean for 31? No, no. Like, day. like run oh. it during the day, like they oh, did for oh. a few years back. No, I feel like did. Beetlejuice would be the property that they could do that with. I mean, maybe, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, me neither. I don't either. I, I really, I, I don't see them doing much for, um, for Halloween this year. I mean, uh, I, I feel think- like it might be too bittersweet of a reminder of what yeah, was supposed to be. I mean, maybe during at least for like the month of October. And it, uh, I don't know. Do the meet and greets. Would be, they have the Universal fun. Monsters costumes. Like, bring out Dracula, bring out Mummy, bring out the Frankenstein's monster. We've seen them, like the Orlando Informer meet and greet not too far back, had those characters in the streets for meet and greets. Yeah. So they're there. Yeah, but, but meet and greets six feet apart sucks. It does. <laughs> You're right. Maybe. How, how are you going to take pictures six feet apart? That That's just like, it's I mean, uh, it's it's great in your COVID slideshow or something, but fuck, it, it's terrible. I just want to hug Dracula, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to beat him up for money. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I would think it'd be more, fuck. more realistic yet. I don't think this is going to happen. I think it'd be more realistic to put it in as an incentive for a VIP day pass a regular day pass for the park it's like uh you get your vip you get your guided tour and during the month of october we will walk you through this and it won't be a house full cast it'll be like an rip uh, behind or not an asking tour thing well, just walk through one maybe that'll increase the vip tickets for a day but i don't really think that would happen i would find that I, a more I realistic out, option though 
I tweeted this out the day the, they announced the closure or the, the cancellation that the houses that are still up and might stay up for a while have not self-guided tours. Obviously, that'd be stupid, but yeah. utilize some of your your team members that don't have anything to do because there yeah. are and have them walk you through the houses with no scare actors and maybe just the lights on or have the effects going and just walk them through the house and just show them in the house without anything going on because obviously yeah. they were built and need to be seen and yeah, maybe I, they're the ones that are going to be torn down later on who knows and really i think and, the and only I safe think- way to do that um just from a uh, relationship standpoint with the ips is probably to do that with the originals because let's keep in mind we're not through the crisis we're through as, yeah. the, the, right. as the world i'm not saying by any means i think this is going to continue into 2021 but i am saying that no one knows so you might not want to burn bridges with your ip by showing off something that they're going to end up pulling again in 2021 yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i and i still think that um you know if you're if you're saving this stuff for next year you don't want those spoilers out there. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, that's true too. All this yeah. stuff. So that's why like, if, 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 if they take a couple and, and they're saying, you know what, we're, we're just burning our bridges with these ones. We're going to cut them out of the next year's show and cut them out of next year's year's event. Mm-hmm. Then you could do that. Um, but I don't know that they're in a position to do that. yet. I, and I don't know what the agreement is between the property owners that, uh, of, of being able to even do something like that. It's, you know, they may uh, be in the fine print that, 18 lawyers from either side in a room put out that if the in the unlikely event of the event not happening no one shall see jack shit you know i mean i'm sure it's probably not worded like that but it also could be i, I don't know i think it's well, no I was, like I was talking more about the originals even like oh yeah i was agreeing with you it's like you don't want to spoil your originals but then again you might not be able to show the ips you know aren't going to be made. right it's a damned course, if you do yeah. damned if you don't or well damned on either side really is what it comes down to in that yeah. argument so i don't know it's i i would imagine that um if universal does stuff for how well i mean they'll do some stuff for halloween but yeah. i think it's going to be simple small muted stuff because they don't want to bring attention to the fact that they're not holding that massive elephant in the room and i think well it's you know that that's unfortunately what it's going to be if they don't put anything up if they don't put any sort of decoration up that's kind of sad they're gonna that, that has to be the at least the thing that happens i don't know and, and it's like a subtle thing it's like you see it it's there, it's atmospheric, but it's not drawing a, uh, pointing a big arrow at it. Like Quinn and I were talking yeah. just last night and I'm sitting there saying I'm half drunk, of course. So every idea I had was fucking brilliant. I was totally drunk. So all my <laughs> so, ideas were brilliant. I'm saying like, I don't know why they don't do a dusk thing where you bring out some characters in old costumes and then have a parade and yada, yada, yada. Then our sober wives are like, uh, yeah, cause you can't have a parade cause you can't have that many fucking people on the side of the street and like. God damn it! Why do Why did I marry you? Yeah. <laughs> well, so she a, asks that so question my, every day, so now you know how she feels. <laughs> so my, my point is, it's like it's got to be so hard if you yeah. can't have something that involves people being within proximity to each other. It's got to be hard to come up with a with what to do. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be if they do anything, it's going to be like a family focused sort of thing with the pumpkins and the trees yeah. and that kind of thing where it's just it's subtle. It's, you know, and it doesn't cause the families in during the day. They're not going to do anything at night. Doesn't cause any ripples and and it doesn't 
get people going, oh, we're missing Halloween Horror Nights. It doesn't get people in large groups of... of You could do a water show with just, like, some spooky horror music that only lasts, like, five minutes. Yeah. What if what if they just make the custodial staff wear their Halloween Horror Nights <laughs> uniforms the entire yeah, month yeah, over? Oh, that'd be great. There you go. Mommy, why is he limping? Why is he covered in blood? And like, <laughs> you just don't answer that question. Universal refuses to acknowledge it. I mean, that was from the last child that had a tantrum because they didn't get the ice cream they wanted. <laughs> get what I'm saying? And then just son, and then just every once in a while, one of the custodians pulls out a chainsaw and just goes fucking ape shit. <laughs> I mean, Magic Kingdom puts up cutesy little Halloween decorations yeah. every year. It's the same. It's just like cute little Halloween stuff. I don't yeah. see mm-hmm. why Universal couldn't do something like that. Just generic. Just the, and, and I'm saying they likely will. I, I am saying they likely will. It's just uh, what I what I'm really trying to to say is that they're they're going to do things like that, but they're going to try and not um, invoke anything close to HHN at all, oh, so yeah. that. People don't, you know, uh, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Bring what back- if the fuck with us? They just put up the signs, like the billboards outside <laughs> the entrances, but just leave them covered. And oh. then come November 1st, they just take them down quietly and no one ever knows <laughs> until next year. All I want is Duff Toberfest and I want That's, uh, that tire pumpkin beer. That's all you I want. You, you 100% stole the one thing oh, and no, a good way, a good way that I was going to say, and I didn't know if it was on Hunter's list or not. It's like one thing I'm actually looking forward to us having, which it wasn't, I don't think it was, oh no, it wasn't. It's not a Horror Nights thing. I just, it's for me, it's synonymous with Horror Nights. I'm still looking forward to getting a couple of Octoberfest this season. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, that's something to look forward to, as weird as that sounds. I'm sure we'll still all go to Universal during the Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Just, I won't. Not as much. No, yeah. Not as long. <laughs> and yeah. wearing masks yeah. and distancing ourselves. But, um, I mean, we'll still. Nope. Can't see it being done. Not me. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near an airport. Oh, I don't That's right. the real problem. I don't blame you. Um, yeah. But for us over here, <laughs> right? We'll, we'll go have Dufftoberfest and yep. remember what was and pretend to stand in line and pretend to stand. <laughs> we'll show up with our black morning bands and our <laughs> HHN t shirts and our lanyards and we'll be ready to go. I'm actually wearing a HHN 27 shirt right now as we record this. I am just a nerd. My wallet is a nerd. So, I mean, that's something. So as we kind of wrap this up, we wanted to let you guys know what's going to be happening with catacombs. Now that we are out of season (laughs) yet again. And, um, to be honest, not a lot's changing, to be perfectly honest, besides the fact that unfortunately we are not going to have active event coverage for this year. So what we'll still do, we'll still do a, so you waited till the last minute too late. It's over <laughs> and it'll be like, two minutes. you'll be really pissed off and I will enjoy your sweet, sweet download numbers. Um, but besides that, <laughs> besides that, that might've been the funniest thing you've said. Yet, I think so. <laughs> besides that, we do have a couple things that are being, kind of negotiated right now to provide content during Halloween Horror Nights. Like, first and foremost, I do want to just say, um, we wouldn't be here. Matt, you said it earlier. None of us would be here if we were not fans of the event. So even though we understand this is for the best, 
we're still going to be pretty sad about it, to be perfectly honest, especially as we get close during the event times. Yes, 2020 has sucked major ass. And even if you're into that, it's not like the good time to fucking ass. That's the funniest thing you said today. Okay. Um, So we are going to be doing various things to kind of entertain you and, and put out more content. I am very excited to say that Shelby and I will be doing our first ever retrospective coming up this fall. So that's very exciting. I really cannot wait to hear that. I'm same here. So excited. I am excited to tell you all that as of today, we've decided a date for that. And um, it's going to be a little bittersweet, but five years to the day that HHN 25 started off, we're going to be putting up our retrospective series for that. It's so Um, exciting. Yeah, that'll be the first one. It's going to be it's going to be special. So September 18th, you've still got a little while, but not as far as you think. We, we then, were recording today and I, f- I had a moment of freak out where I had to like message Hunter. I'm like, we're not doing that introspective today, are we? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, no. I'm like, good. I didn't do any research. Thank God. <laughs> the ticket prices were really expensive and you, uh, you had to pay a lot and... Um, there was a clown. There was a clown. <laughs> there was a clown. Yeah. I think his name is Paulo. Paulo the clown. Um, <laughs> Shock. Shock the clown. Laugh out of me. Jacques. Jacques. Jacques le mime. <laughs> it is a really angry clown mime with a with a big ass blender. He he loved it. Oh my god. I I if we ever if if Universal ever does France, it's got to be Horror Nights Jacques Le Mime. Mimes <laughs> be scary. I want that. Yeah, I do too. Actually, I fucking mimes are freaky as hell. It's uh, it's just an empty warehouse, but he keeps building invisible walls in front of you, and you just keep <laughs> walking. Right. <laughs> Oh, you broke me. Oh, you broke Quint. Holy shit. That was great. <laughs> well, speaking of invisible walls, we've built an invisible wall around you, your poor ears, for the last hour and a half. So let's go ahead and uh, bring this home. I do want to go ahead and thank my co-host for joining me tonight. Quint, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, man, this was this was bittersweet, but um, it's always fun to be on the show. Yeah. And um, I, from what I understand, you and Matt have something that you're kind of working on for this sort of haunt season that I'm excited to uh, excited to have come back. I guess I'll put it that way. So yeah. All depends on whether or not mm-hmm. Quinn remembers a conversation last night. <laughs> oh, I do remember. Okay. That. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Thanks a bunch, man. Of course this was actually, I wasn't sure how this was going to go. And it was um, obviously not the easiest thing to talk about, but uh, here we are laughing at the end and it's, 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 it was very therapeutic. And it, it, again, one of the biggest important things ever happened, probably not nice for me were the friends I made. And I'm glad we were able to get through this at least for one night together. And hopefully this helps someone else kind of just yeah. not think about it directly for a little while during their yeah, listening. It's so. actually interesting. I, I, and I know we're trying to wrap up, but I, I've been on Twitter texting and chatting with with more halloween horror nights friends than ever before um just today especially you know after the news or yeah after the news broke yesterday and yesterday and today and it's just it really has solidified how much 
how many friends and how many awesome people I've met through this event. And that's really the sad part of not being able to go is, is not being able to see all those people. That's yeah. a bummer of 2020, yeah. not to throw another bucket of sorrow on this. And if, if it's the wrong place to put it, Hunter, cut it out. The biggest issue I have with 2020 are the people I'm not going to see, not just at Halloween Horror Nights, but there's like, I travel to see people once a year. That's a thing I do. Yeah. It's not happening this year. And Horror Nights is part of that. People traveling to where I am. It, yeah. ah, it's what a Me. shit year, you know? Yep. And so, yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to, no, to no. delay our, our send-off. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of people that I've been talking to, and and it's it's a real shame. And a shout-out to Greg, who keeps yeah. throwing out his Throwback <laughs> Thursday yeah. picks. And, uh, yeah, uh, I was talking to him today, too, and, and he's – he is totally bummed not being able to see us and not being able to go, go to the event. And my cat just knocked over a bunch. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that was. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Shelby, thanks for joining me. Yeah. I mean, like these two guys also said, you know, two guys, um, Horror Nights is more than just the event at this point. It's about the the friends we make and it's about the community and it's about just talking about it. It's about talking about horror. Um, it's about just talking about fashions, talking about the icons. It's just chatting and being friendly and all being interested in the same thing. And it's not just two months of the year. It's 365. It's all the time. Um, and yeah, we're not getting an event which sucks. It sucks, but it's for a very good reason. And I think we will overcome this yeah. <laughs> just to, to be a little sappy. I think we'll, we'll get over it. We'll be okay. Um, we'll come together and just make next year the best year we can, we can have. I think next year will be amazing. I think we'll we'll meet up with friends we haven't seen in a year, two years, and it'll be just as good, if not better, than any other year we've had. Totally. And as we wrap up, I want to read this little um, thread that that John Murdy, the creative director of HHN Hollywood, posted yesterday, just because I really think it's the best note to end on. And um, John says... My creative partner, Chris Williams, and I would always joke about the success of Halloween Horror Nights over the years by saying, we created a monster. That analogy seems rather fitting today. Like Frankenstein's monster, we jolted the moribund corpse of HHN back to life in Hollywood in 2006. And if there's one thing I've learned about the monster, it's this. The monster always survives. In 1931's Frankenstein, he was trapped in a burning windmill. Surrounded by an angry mob that cheered his demise as the flames grew, rose higher, but the monster survived. In 1935's The Bride of Frankenstein, he had his heart broken while his mate rejected him, and in an act of hopeless desperation, pulled the lever that caused the lab to explode and topple down on top of him, but the monster survived. The monster was hurled into a sulfur pit in Son of Frankenstein. And the ghost of Frankenstein, he went blind. And Frankenstein meets the wolfman. He was swept away by a flood. And he drowned in quicksand in House of Frankenstein. But the monster survived. All of these films, the monster movies that built this studio I work for, have one thing in common. They were all born during a time of great uncertainty and crisis. 
In the time of the Universal Monster Classics, that was the Great Depression and World War II, but the monster survived. Similarly, HHN came of age during the greatest economic crisis since the Great Depression. I remember all the people who said it would never work and questioned why I would leave my job in Universal Creative to attempt to bring it back to life, but the monster survived. This is a sad day for everyone who creates, produces, operates, and performs HHN on both coasts. It's also a sad day for the fans and sad times for everyone who works in the haunt industry. We are all essentially the same people. We are all brothers and sisters of horror. And in these dark days, just remember, the monster always survives. Thanks for supporting us all these years. Now it's time to support each other and get to the other side where nightmares become once again the thing of dreams and not reality. Keep dreaming. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.